1: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, January 31st, 2020. I am Dave Biddle, very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker for his usual Friday visit. Jay Book and I are going to get into some corner recruiting discussion, looking at some of the top corners uh, that the Buckeyes are in on for the 2021 class. And Jay Buck, let's... Start right at the top, man. Uh, the number one corner in the country, Tony Grimes, number ten overall prospect, obviously a five star kid out of Virginia Beach, Virginia. Sounds like Kerry Combs is making a massive difference so far with the recruitment. Early on in his recruitment, Ohio State was one of the front runners, and they went to an afterthought. It sounds like Jay Book, and now they're back to being quote one of the front runners. Just uh, what are you hearing about Tony Grimes, and just how big would that be if uh, Kerry Combs can land him?
2: Yeah, credit to 11 Warriors for um, posting the article that just came out this week uh, where they were interviewing Tony, Tony Grimes' father. And uh, you have to feel really good about what uh, the father had to say there. Like, as you mentioned, essentially Ohio State looked like they were out of it. But with the emergence of Kerry Combs back on the staff, Ohio State is really in the thick of things. Obviously, cornerback is going to be a huge priority for this team. Um, The Buckeyes told Grimes that he's their top guy at the position on the board. He's one of the top guys on 24-7 rankings and in the country, a top 10 guy. Once they get their five stars, he will be a five-star cornerback. But the thing that really got me excited was the father said that they are coming back to Ohio State not only for a day trip, but they plan to spend four days at Ohio State. So that right there tells me that the interest, uh, that the family has in Ohio State is legit. You just don't come up to Ohio State and spend four days if you're not interested. A lot of times in the spring, uh, it, it kids from the south want to come up, it'll just be a, a quick high and buy and go do a, somewhat of a Midwest tour. But with grinds, spending actual time there really has to be encouraging for the staff. Carrie uh, Combs is, is a guy that's being highly, highly uh, praised to the Grimes family. In fact, the Grimes father said that Maryland's defensive coordinator even said that that was a heck of a hire for Ohio State. So I I think as things stand right now, uh, you have to like where Ohio State's trending towards. Obviously, they have to make up some ground because they fell behind there for quite a bit. And the thing that really made me smile was the father and and, uh, Grimes calling Ohio State DBU. I know Ohio State – Players and the fan base, we like to fancy ourselves when San Ohio State is DBU. But when you have the premier corner in the country uh, reiterating those type of sentiments, then that has to be a positive sign.
1: I don't even know if it's much of a debate if you look at things like the NFL draft. <laughs> if you just take the bias out of it and you look at all of the first-round picks from Ohio State, particularly at corner, I mean, there's been some safeties. I mean, Malik Hooker was a first-round pick at safety. You know, Mike Doss was a second-round pick. There's been some safeties that have been – but it's mostly been corners, and there's been a ton of first-round corners at Ohio State, And even, you know, some guys – um, that were third-round corners, four, uh, fourth-round corners. You know, Kendall Sheffield was a third-rounder. Duran Graham was a fourth-rounder. I mean, it's on and on and on. Chimney Chekwa. Um, it's just it, it's amazing. I don't, really don't think there's much debate that it's DBU, but not that we're biased or anything, uh, Jay Book. But uh, looking on to some other guys in this 2021 class, first of all, hopefully they get Tony Grimes. That would be huge for the Buckeyes, and obviously Kerry Combs is doing a great job. So we'll keep the listeners updated on the recruitment of Tony Grimes. Obviously, Bill Curlick and Bill... Green and our staff at 24-7 with Steve Wilfong. Those guys will have plenty of stuff on Tony Grimes. But looking ahead uh, to some other guys, Jay Book, Ja'Calyn Johnson is the number five corner in the country in that 2021 class, number 51 overall player in the country. Kid out of St. Louis, Missouri. It's been a good town for Ohio State to recruit over the last few years. Um, right now, I mean, there's only four crystal ball picks in for Ja'Calyn Johnson, Jay Book, um, but three of them are going to Ohio State. So the Buckeyes are the early front runner, it looks like. Um, what are you hearing about Ja'Kalen Johnson? What do you like about him? Do you think he'll be a Buckeye?
2: Yeah, you have to like that our very own Bill Curley, who's pretty conservative when it comes to putting him putting in his crystal ball pick, that he casted one last week for Johnson. So I think that's encouraging on that front there. Um, Ohio State has made some tremendous inroads into the St. Louis area, obviously with Ezekiel Elliott um, starting that little pipeline that they've had going uh, – there for the last several years, so the need for a cornerback is a major priority. So Ohio State is putting a huge emphasis on that position. They need to bring in at least three to four legit cornerbacks after they had a a, a short recruiting class this past uh, signing day. So I think uh, Johnson, if, if he can, if Ohio State can continue to get him on campus and continue to recruit him hard, I like the where I like where they're at. With him, but the guy that I think a sleeper that people should be um, keeping the name in the back of their mind is Jordan Hancock. When Steve Wilfong passed a crystal ball, he's obviously going to get some intel that's saying that this kid is trending in that direction. And with Steve Wilfong putting in a crystal ball for Jordan Hancock, uh, the number twenty-four corner out of um, outside of Atlanta, Georgia, in North Gwinnett. That right there makes me perk up and take a look at this kid. and He's a baller. Um, 24-7 has him rated as a 90% um, composite, so I think that's another guy that they're going to have to keep their eyes on. And the one thing that you look at with all of these corners, they're all six-foot corners. They're not going after smaller guys. Ohio State has uh, one of the things that you, you really appreciate about Ohio State is they have their body types that they recruit. Um, this past cat this past class with uh watts and stuff he's a more of a taller corner but they're they're keeping those six foot six one type corners uh always consistently recruiting now so Jordan Hancock is a sleeper guy to keep your keep your eyes out on
1: you know life is good in recruiting when a four star kid um i know he's relatively low four star but still a four star kid is uh considered under the radar. That is uh, the life of Ohio State recruiting, though. And I, it, you're right. I mean, obviously, corner recruiting and, and just DB recruiting in general is big for this uh, 2021 class. So hopefully Kerry Combs can land two or three really good ones in this class. I have no doubt he will. Um, uh, let's switch gears to Jay Book and talk some actual uh, – 2020 team stuff. Let's look at uh, how the offense might look um, in year two of the Ryan Day era, year two of the Justin Fields era. I don't know if it's going to be like you know it was with Dwayne Haskins a couple years ago, where it's that pass heavy. But I do expect it to be more pass heavy than what we saw last year. Just how, how do you expect it to break down roughly with the run pass balance this year for the Buckeyes? I
2: think it's I think it's probably going to be a sixty five thirty five seventy thirty pass first type of offense here because the one thing that Ryan Day does is he always plays to his strength. And as you mentioned, the Dwayne Haskins passing attack, that was Ohio State's bread and butter. Uh, they had a guy that goes goes out and throws for 50 touchdowns, break Drew Brees' record, and that was the strength of the team uh, when it came to the offense. J.K. Dobbins, uh, that was his down year, and he even admitted that his, his body and his mind was not where it should have been. Um, you look at where they're at right now, you look at that wide receiver room, and that's where your thoroughbreds are at right now. Uh, with, the, with all of the freshmen coming in and then Chris Alave, who's looking like a smaller version of Terry Glenn, and then you throw in Garrett Wilson, who's looking like he's going to be a first-round wide receiver, and then you get the reports on on that, Jameson Juice-Williamson looks like he is going to be an absolute stud. He's a burner. He just needs to get his hands together, but he's a stud to throw in there who's going to be able to stretch the field. So you have, uh, you know, seven, eight, nine guys. Jalen Gill, what's he going to do? Is he going to be able to break out? If he, did, if he does break out, that's another prime time uh, player with the football in his hands. So I, I like where the offense is headed as far as the wide receiver room. Um, Master Teague, I think him and Marcus Crowley and Steele Chambers, those three guys will give you enough to keep the defenses honest. Um, I do believe that Master Teague will be a 1,000-yard running back, just given the ample opportunities to get touches early on in those first and second quarters. I think he will be very serviceable. But I, I'm looking at Justin Fields having a monster, monster year, especially with this wide receiver core. If you if you show me another wide receiver unit in the country, um, top to bottom, that's better than than Ohio State, I will easily debate you. You can make a case for some of the the Alabama and the LSU guys there, but you know the Ohio State wide receiving room under Brian Hartline will have a monster year.
1: Yeah, very well said. And you know I, I will point this out. Even two years ago, when Dwayne Haskins threw for nearly five thousand yards, you know over forty nine. Hundred passing yards, threw for exactly 50 touchdowns, shattered all of the Big Ten passing records. Um, Even that season, J.K. Dobbins went over 1,000 yards and Mike Weber almost did. There was a 2,000-yard rushing uh, backs that year, even during a historically great passing year. Now, they had a quarterback that didn't run, so that played into that. But still, my point is, even if it is like a big-time passing offense like we think it will be this year. I mean, Ryan Day is still going to commit to the run, as you said, to a certain degree. I still think they're going to have a 1,000-yard back. Like you mentioned, if it's Master Teague as the starter, I think he'll be a 1,000-yard back. All right, last thing. We talked a little bit about defensive tackles last week on the show. We went through a lot of the depth chart stuff last week. I want to dive a little deeper on that to close out this morning's show. Um, Obviously, Tommy Togia, Jay Book, is going to be the main man at that one tech. um, At three tech, who do you think is going to be that main guy that's going to step up?
2: Yeah, we we talked about the three-tech. I think um, it's going to be a contention on Taron Vincent being healthy. Um, I I think he has the highest ceiling when it comes to all of those guys as far as pure natural talent. He has to stay on the field. I think just getting a year off and getting his body right and being under the guidance of, uh, of Coach Mick will pay huge dividends to him. He needs to have a monster spring coming up. But you you look at a guy like Haskell Garrett, I thought he really flashed uh, whenever he got his opportunities. And then last week we mentioned, you know, Antoine Jackson who can play from both sides. Obviously uh, Larry Johnson doesn't like to have guys rotating back and forth. He likes to put them at that one position and let them go. Uh, But I think Jackson will provide you with some depth. But me, if I'm a betting man right now, I'm going – I'm going on Taron Vinson being the guy who's going to emerge and be a primetime player at that position.
1: I would like to see it happen. He was the number one defensive tackle recruit in the entire nation in 2019, or excuse me, in 2018. Book uh, will be a third-year sophomore this uh, coming season. So, as you mentioned, the talent's definitely there. The talent's definitely there with Jonah Booker. Thank you very much, Jay Book. Appreciate your insights as always, and I appreciate everybody out there for listening to the show. Hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend. Let's try that guy swag. Best band in the land.
0: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you.